Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy. And today, November 26th of 2023, we're celebrating the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. This solemnity is, well, it would be the 34th Sunday in Ordinary Time, but it's the last Sunday in Ordinary Time. It's hard to believe, but next week, we'll already be starting with the Advent season and our preparations for Christmas. Today's Gospel comes to us from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 25, verses 31 through 46. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne, and all the nations will be assembled before him. And he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of the least brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink, a stranger, and you gave me no welcome, naked, and you gave me no clothing, ill and in prison, and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger or naked or ill or in prison, and not minister to your needs? He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of these least ones, you did not do for me. And these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Brothers and sisters, today we celebrate the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. This is the last Sunday in Ordinary Time, and so the Church asks us to take some time to meditate on our Lord as King of the Universe, the Alpha and the Omega, the First and the Last. And in particular this year, the readings ask us to focus on what we mean when we say that Christ is King. Now, in the grand scheme of church life, the Solemnity of Christ the King is a relatively new feast. Pope Pius XI established it in 1925 with the encyclical Quas Primas. So that means that this feast isn't even 100 years old. Now, when the Pope proclaimed it, he did it in the midst of a world that had forgotten that Christ is the true ruler of people and nations. In Europe, communism was coming to power, and the persecution of Catholics was taking place in Mexico. In fact, this is why many of the martyrs, including Besed Miguel Agustin Pro, who we celebrated last week, died shouting, Long live Christ the King! In this way, they proclaimed with their last words that Jesus Christ would have the last say 
and the final victory. Now, today's readings all speak to us about what sort of king Christ is, using the analogy of a shepherd. We can consider two things. First, the sort of king Christ is, and second, what we need to do in order to be good followers of Christ the King. So, first, what sort of king Christ is, and then what we need to do to follow him. Now, regarding the first, the readings of today's Mass speak to us of a shepherd king, Now, it's interesting, but in the Near East, it was a common metaphor to speak of rulers as shepherds and of the people they ruled over as sheep. It was just a normal way of speaking, and we can understand the analogy because kings kept their people, their flock, in order. However, in the first reading in the psalm, there's three things about the shepherd king that really stand out. First, This shepherd king does a great deal to care for his flock. Second, he provides the sheep with everything they need and even defends them. And third, he distinguishes between the sheep and the goats. So first, the shepherd king just doesn't simply keep order in the flock. I mean, that's important, but our king does even more. With his actions, he shows he really cares for the flock. In the first reading, God gives a long list of affectionate ways he'll care for his flock. This is what we heard. He said, I myself will look after and tend my sheep. I will rescue them from every place where they were scattered when it was cloudy and dark. I myself will pastor my sheep. I myself will give them rest, says the Lord God. The lost I will seek out. The strayed I will bring back. The injured I will bind up. The sick I will heal, shepherding them rightly. Now think of those images for a moment. I will rescue them from every place that they were scattered when it was cloudy and dark. In other words, I'll save them from the places they ran off to when they couldn't see and they were frightened. Taking refuge in places that they thought would be safe. How often do we take refuge in our sins or, or hide in the darkness of our vices or, or sneak away into things that won't bring us true happiness? And Christ comes to shed his light and to break the devil's bonds on us. Christ is a king who rescues us. He wants to rule in every aspect of our lives. He wants to give us rest in a safe place, which, as Psalm 62 tells us, my soul rests in God alone. He comes to seek us, to heal us from our sins, and shepherd us so as to lead us back to heaven. We can ask ourselves, do we really allow Christ the King to shepherd us, to rescue us, and to help us on our way to heaven? Do we work with His grace to leave behind our sins, to to ask forgiveness, and to let Him rule over us? Secondly, the the shepherd king provides his sheep with everything they need, including protection from their enemies. In the psalm, we heard about the many things God provides for his people. Now, we might even know this psalm by heart, but it's worth considering those verses again. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. In verdant pastures, he gives me repose. Beside restful waters, he leads me. He refreshes my soul. He guides me in right paths for his name's sake. Now, sheep are known for being rather dumb animals. 
a good biblical shepherd would have to find clean water for them, otherwise they'd drink what was contaminated. He'd need to find pasture for them, otherwise they would just eat whatever, which would make them sick. Notice, too, that God doesn't simply provide just whatever for his sheep. He provides the very best. Sometimes, in the midst of difficult moments or challenges, it's hard to see how that's the case, especially when we're confronted with the damage and suffering that's caused by human sins. But if we trust God entirely, we know that he's working all things for our good. That's what St. Paul tells the Romans. God makes all things work for the good of those who love him. Now, there's, there's an interesting line in the, in the psalm that stands out. You spread the table before me in the sight of my foes. In other words, in the face of my enemies, you provide and provide overwhelmingly for me. Like, right there, my enemies are, are smack dab there, looking at me, and you throw a feast. This is a shepherd king who doesn't fear his enemies. Remember that when David killed Goliath, he wasn't dressed as a soldier. No, he came at Goliath as a shepherd. The shepherd king reminds us that in his providence, God's grace is sufficient for us, as St. Paul says, because his power is made perfect in weakness. Even when things seem overwhelming, Christ is there to defend us. We can ask ourselves, do we allow Christ the king to provide us with what we need? Do we allow him to care for us with his providence, confident that he'll always give us what we need, even if he doesn't give us what we want? Lastly, the shepherd king separates the sheep from the goats. We heard this at the end of the first reading. I will judge between one sheep and another, between rams and goats. Likewise, in the gospel, Jesus tells us that when he comes in glory, He will separate them one from another, as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Now, in biblical times, both sheep and goats were common livestock. Biblical scholars tell us that while sheep needed particular care, goats tended to fend for themselves. It's because goats are tougher animals. They could survive in harsher environments than sheep could, because sheep are, are more delicate. They require greater care, and for that reason, they're more highly prized. Now, it's these tough animals, though, that become the symbol of those who are sent off into the eternal fire and to eternal punishment. Now, Jesus tells us that the difference between the two is the way they treated others. In this life, just like in biblical times, the goats are the ones who fend for themselves, but for themselves alone. The sheep of Christ's flock, though, are docile to Christ and to his teachings, and so they care for the least members of Christ's kingdom. By experiencing God's loving mercy, and by humbly accepting all that God lovingly provides, the sheep of his flock are able to uh, share what they've received. We can ask ourselves, are we like goats because we are only concerned with ourselves? Or do we sincerely look to care for others? Do we accept God's forgiveness, His grace, and His providence, or do we reject all that? We need to give ourselves entirely to God in order to be able to give ourselves to others. So through the intercession of Mary, Queen of the Universe, let's ask for the grace to be docile sheep of the flock of Christ the King, allowing Him to pasture us, 
to provide for us and so enable us to provide for others.